ABC Radio Victoria. You're with Peter Somerville for the Victorian Country Hour. Yes, you are, and good afternoon. Welcome to the last Country Hour for the year, and it's a special one. As you might be able to hear in the background, I'm not in the studio. In fact, I'm out at the biggest camp draft in Victoria. It's held at Dumbolk in the rolling green hills of Gippsland between Merbu North and Menian. And if you know Gippsland, you'd know that that's dairy country. It's not necessarily where you'd expect to find a camp draft, but we're here at the Dumbolk Recreation Reserve with those beautiful hills in the background behind the camp draft action. We're right in the thick of it. Um, if you listen carefully, you might even hear the horses and the cattle um, flicking little bits of dirt on our desk. It's happened a few times while we've been here getting ready. That's how close we are to things. Uh, but when I say that this event is Victoria's biggest, we'll get to that shortly, but you might just be surprised at how big it is. There's lots going on here. You'll meet organisers, competitors and judges this hour. But uh, if you find yourself listening to this and you're wondering exactly what a camp draft is, don't fear, I've got the answers for you right now. Uh, and our first guest or guests can uh, fill us in there. Yeah, g'day Peter, how are you? Good, who have we got here? Yeah, Ian Hengsberger, yeah, I'm the bloke that sort of half organises this event, yeah. Um, we started off a few years ago just sort of wanting to have a New Year's Eve party really and then we thought, well, we'll run a camp draft too. So, and a lot of people supported us, it was fantastic, it was, um, yeah, look, we ended up with two and a half thousand entries the first year and we had to knock people back but we've since then uh, try to take everybody. We haven't got that many entries now. COVID naturally slowed things up for a year. We missed a year with COVID and then everybody was a little bit dubious last year, but plenty of people still turned up. This year we started off with about close to 1,900 first round runs. We've got a second round in the Longhorn Open and then a third round, which is a final. Yeah, so that's sort of basically it. Um, for a rough outline, we've got a lot of other events. We've got two maiden events for maiden horses. We've got three novice events for novice horses and three open events for open horses, which that's their classes. Maiden naturally being the less inexperienced ones. Open horses being the better horses, yeah. So, so Ian, you say you half organise it. Have I got the other... Half of the organising here? No? Rochelle, my wife. I think he's a little... Hello, I'm Vicky. I'm just a competitor this year. But uh, Ian's probably being a bit coy there. He is, he and his wife, Rochelle, and uh, daughter, Catherine, they uh, run everything. Uh, the rest, people just come on board because it was such a fantastic event and they're never short of helpers. But, yeah, the Hensberger family certainly are the nuts and bolts of the whole show. And obviously make it worth coming back uh, to for you, Vicky. Um, before we go too far, we really should explain what a camp draft is. Um, what do you do? How, how do you camp draft? Okay, well, it was developed in the outback of Queensland uh, back in the late 1800s and uh, early 1900s. You know, you're out mustering for weeks on end and the cattle used to camp under trees and they um, stockmen used to go out, pick the fats out and um, bring them back to obviously to the abattoirs. So as um, jackaroos and jillaroos get mucking around talking about their horses, they um, think they've got the best horse and then they have little competitions. And it just grew from there to now, not only uh, the fastest horse sport, growing horse sport in Australia, 
and the biggest of course sport but it's also become quite a business for a lot of um, competitors they have left their day jobs and become say horse trainers and um, they've got uh, now breeders breeding particular horses the Australian stock horse crossed with the uh, American quarter horse and it's really developed into uh, a sport standing on its own so you'll see behind us we've got a camp what we call the camp uh, there'll be eight to ten cattle in that camp the competitor goes into that little camp and they have to pick one beast out once they've chosen that beast they cannot choose another beast they've got to bring it up to the front where there's a uh, set of double gates and two people there to open that when the competitor says go uh, off to our right we've got a judge he then scores that out of 26 so you've got to take it up it's more like a sheep dog at the start you've got to separate obviously that beast wants to get back with its mates and you've got to block it so that horse starts working like the american cutting horse or a sheep dog if you like to say once they think they've shown the judge enough they'll say gate or righto and those double gates open and outside it's sort of like a barrel race. Uh, it is 20 minutes past one. Peter Somerville with you on the Country Hour at the Dumbok Country Camp Draft. The new, latest news headlines not too far away but before we get there uh, let's chat with Peter Bolton from the Gippsland Camp Draft Association. Good afternoon. How are you going? Hey. I'm good. Tell me about your uh, association and what you do. Yeah, well, I'm the president of the Gippsland Camp Drafting Association. So we're, uh, we have 14 camp drafts uh, that reside around uh, Gippsland. Um, and this camp draft, Dumball Country, is the jewel of our crown over New Year's. It's our largest and most popular camp draft. Uh, and it draws competitors from all states. We've got people down from the Territory and from Queensland in Roma. And, um, yeah, we've got some of the best judges from right across the country. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great event, this one. Is it a big sport here in Victoria? It's a, yes, it is. Um, if you put up against other equine sports, it's, it's growing rapidly. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's quite, quite, you know, it's quite prolific uh, across um, the country parts of Victoria, yeah. And uh, especially here in Gippsland, how big of a deal is this event? Yeah, this is, this is massive. Like, uh, this would be the largest and probably, well, it would be the largest camp draft in, in Victoria. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's renowned for amazing cattle, great venue um, and, and a party atmosphere because of New Year's Eve, you know. And is that something you're looking forward to tomorrow night? Oh, not really. No, I, I don't care, actually, to be honest. I just love coming here and, and doing the support. Yeah, you know, it, New Year's Eve is just another day for probably most of it. You know, it's not New Year's Eve that track, attracts people to this camp draft. It's the unbelievable organisation of this event, the size of it, the quality of the cattle and the venue, and, and, and really to put themselves against the best in the state, really, because everyone that thinks they're a shot at this sport is here. So um, that's what makes it so great here. Now, I, I know that we, it's something that we've put behind us, and I, I don't really know if I should be recapping it and going back to re-traumatise everyone, but um, how did these sort of events survive the pandemic? Um, look, we battled along like most equine sports. Um, we, we, we introduced a policy that we thought would work and was within the, the guidelines of the state um, regulatory body, I suppose, and uh, we, we did what we could. But it didn't stop us. We were adamant to... To, to be clean and, and, and provide sanitary and all those sort of stations that we needed to do and, and stay within the guidelines of the government and, uh, and we managed to do that and um, actually 
COVID was that not as disruptive as the rain and the wet season that we've seen over the last 12 months. So, you know, it, we postponed and we shifted things around and, and things, but we got it done. It delayed the season, but we're finding the rain and the wet venues that we're having this year actually more disruptive than COVID. How does that work? Hard to find a dry venue? Yeah, well, you know, nowhere's dry in, in Victoria has been the last 12 months and we've had two or three camp drafts um, cancelled already and, and they're just going to run later in the season so our season's going to draw out from pretty much from now out through till mid-April um, so that's not normally what happens but it's what we'll do to get our season through and hopefully it's going to be dry enough in April which I'd say it will be and um, we'll get those events ran have our finals towards the end of April and, and then wrap it up for, for a start of a season maybe in November next um, next year. I imagine people would uh, just be happy to be back. Peter Bolton, uh, I've just noticed you've got a helmet in your hand. Are you? Have you just competed? You're about to compete. How, uh, how's it going for you? <laughs> no, I was actually just about to compete. Um, I was only about eight or nine runs away and I'm looking at the cattle and trying to work out which one's the best one and Ian just flagged me over and said, you're going to come over here. So um, I'll go in a little bit later. They'll put me in a, another slot. Um, but um, yeah, I've all, I was all keyed up. There's uh, This event that's running at the moment is the Longhorn Open, it's worth a lot of money. Well, we $10,000 to win and a, and a big set of horn, uh, Longhorns, and uh, it's a great trophy. I haven't won one yet, so I'm pretty keen to get one uh, hanging in my house. So uh, I was on the ball, and then I, I'm now I'm talking on the radio, but I'll get back over there. I'm sorry you've lost your spot. $10,000. Uh, we're keeping you from $10,000 potentially. <laughs> uh, are all events uh, so lucrative? Do they all have so much prize money attached to them? No, not generally. Look, a good draft that you'd win, you win, you know, five or $600. But, but this is such a big deal. Um, so many people, so many entries. It just the purse gets bigger. Um, and Ian Hansberger is a mate of mine. He's running it and, and he, he likes, you know, we've got to draw. We, we want the best in the country to come here. We've got the best in the country adjudicating over the event in, in Ben Hall, um, Will Durkin um, and Georgia Kerr. Like, they're three amazing camp drafters out of Queensland that have come down and to judge this event. So this is how much you know Ian and the GCA really like to promote this. Um, and for visitors to come here, you're not going to see anything better. You're not. You, it's it's no better in Queensland. It's no. It, it's as good here as it is anywhere in the country. And people do travel far and wide uh, for this event. I, I, I do need to let you get back, but I'm fascinated by this. Sorry. Is it so unusual for people to travel so far? I've walked through the. Uh, car park before there's number plates from the northern territory from wa queensland is that normal no it's not normal it's uh, not normal for victoria um where victorians are renowned for competing going outside their state to compete um and queensland to draw queenslanders down here we've got to put on one heck of a show and that's what ian does and that's what uh, Dumball country um put on so we're drawing the best out of those northern states that come down and and it's it's it'll only get bigger with those guys i know they're going to go home and say we're going to get some horses and we're going to come back next year and mix it with these victorians because they've got amazing cattle and good prize money and it's a great show so Sounds like we'll have to come back next year. Uh, Peter Bolton, thanks for your time. Not, not a problem at all. Thanks, Pete. Cheers. Peter Bolton, they're the president of the Gippsland Camp Drafting Association. Uh, we might hear from Rick Ford next because uh, one thing I've learnt this morning is that camp drafting really gets into your blood. It seems to stick with you for life. Uh, one person who I think that's true for is Rick Ford. He was born in Queensland but now lives in the Kimberley and he and his family have made the trek all the way from WA here to Gippsland with their horses in tow for this event. I caught up with them earlier.
I love the sport of camp draft and uh, heavily involved in the Kimberley circuit over there. We go to five or six camp drafts over in the Kimberleys and um, the girls competed down in Dumbolt last year. COVID restrictions couldn't let them get back into WA. So they came down with good friends of ours, Bruce and Jane O'Dell from Odell Aquone and um, Craig and Caroline McNabb. And um, they competed here last year and they said it was a great event and wanted to come down to get away from the wet season rains up there in the Kimberley at the moment. So we're down here competing. You came back even despite getting cut off with the border restrictions. It must be a good event. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's my wife and I, Stacey's first time, but the kids have been here before. So I've got four daughters and uh, two of them have competed and they're all, all four competing this weekend. And they really love the cattle and the, the complex and the people. So, yeah, we've come a long way to... We dragged three horses all the way down and well, here we are. That's a huge effort. How do you uh, how do you do that? How do you bring horses all the way across the country? Uh, we brought them down the horse float behind a car and uh, three horses, and I took seven days. We we had to rest them up. It's a long journey over that distance, particularly coming from the heat up there and the build up the wet season in the Kimberley at the moment, and um, coming down to this cooler climate. So we give them a slow, steady trip down, but they all travelled well, and yeah, they've they've had a couple of good runs so far on the weekend. And uh, how do you think the kids uh, will, will go here, or have they competed already? Uh, had a couple of runs, um, a couple of outside scores, um, still a few runs to go. Um, so pretty excited that they might get a few more around yet. Is it in uh, your blood too? It seems to be a, a bit of a um, family tradition sort of thing. Is it, have you competed before too? Yeah, family sport. Um, completed pretty heavily as a young person and then into my early managing career um, and then got a bit busy managing cattle stations and couldn't get enough time to ride my horse. So the kids took over them and they've enjoyed riding those horses and we've got them a few more. So yeah, love the sport and it's definitely family orientated. What is it about camp drafting? Why do... Why do people love it so much? Why do you do it? Oh, just the atmosphere, being able to sit on your horse and talk to people and judge cattle, good quality cattle, easy to draft, get around, have a good time, pick up a paycheck if you can, and, and um, just the camaraderie. Um, it's a, you know, it's an ideal sport for show, showcasing what we do, living and working on the land, and you know the foundation of, of what we do is, is mustering cattle and putting them around and putting them in the yard and letting them go again. So I just think it's a really good uh, sport for that. You know, you can sit there on your horse and have a beer in the afternoon and just makes it really pleasurable and a pretty good way to travel and see the country too i imagine where is it taking you uh, so i'm originally from central queensland um it's taking me through to the territory over to the kimberleys um like i said we do have five or six drafts in the kimberleys so some of those are sort of 1400 kilometer one-way journeys to get from from fitzroy crossing all the way over to catherine in the northern territory to compete so um yeah so it's taken me all around australia but this is our most southern one um, we've obviously competed down at the Landmark Classic and Nutrient Classic these days. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a big sport and widely followed all throughout Australia. And is it all much the same or is there a different sort of um, feel or different elements to each event? Uh, there is a few different elements. Um, I guess the cattle that you're working, these, these cattle here are a little softer than what we're normally used to in the north. Um, obviously chasing the Brahmins or the drought masters up in the north, uh, a little bit different to the Angus down here in the south. They travel a bit different. So you're looking for different things to judge them in the, in the camp in, um, to get them outside. So, yeah, I think there's, yeah, you can never stop learning and they're, um, yeah, there is a lot of different aspects in the sport that takes us uh, a lot of good people a long time to master. 
Rick Ford there speaking uh, with me earlier. He'd travelled all the way from WA to get here at the Dumbok Country Camp Draft. Uh, it's 29 minutes to one on the Country Hour. That means only one thing. It's uh, time we get the latest news headlines with Richard Crabtree. Good afternoon, Pete. Victoria Police detectives have recovered more than $100,000 worth of stolen property, including a ski boat and several high-end vehicles, after an allegedly stolen ski boat was spotted in Ballarat yesterday afternoon. Five people have been arrested after an investigation into a series of linked offending across Victoria. Police say a property search uncovered a significant quantity of alleged stolen property methamphetamine and cocaine. The four people are expected to face Ballarat Magistrates Court today. A 50-year-old man has been charged in relation to an aggravated home invasion in the Bendigo suburb of Long Gully. The Melton South man was arrested in a fast food restaurant car park in Stall in Western Victoria yesterday afternoon. Police allege a victim was assaulted and threatened in an aggravated burglary in Long Gully on the 1st of December, where gunshots were fired outside the home just before midnight. The two other men have been arrested and charged by the Special Operations Group. Residents in Wodonga will have to cross the border into New South Wales to see New Year's Eve fireworks this year after the town's celebrations have been cancelled at the last minute. The Wodonga Raiders Football Netball Club has hosted a fireworks display at Lee Park for the past 15 years, but the club was forced to cancel the event this week when one of the amusement ride operators suffered a stroke and had to withdraw. The club relies on revenue from carnival rides to pay for the fireworks and was unable to find a replacement at at short notice. There will be a fireworks display across the river at the Albury showgrounds. And the Rural Doctors Association of Australia is urging people celebrating New Year's Eve to plan ahead and to stay safe. Those celebrating are being reminded to eat food and drink water or non-alcoholic drinks in between alcohol consumption and not to drink excessively as this can lead to ambulance call-outs and hospitalisations, putting a strain on the health system. The association is also asking hosts and guests to help ensure no one drives home after drinking. And that's the news for now, Pete. Thank you very much. Richard Crabtree there with the latest news headlines. Uh, Richard, before you look away, surely reading the news at a camp draft, that's got to be a career highlight, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> and what made it even more uh, invigorating, Pete, was my laptop getting splashed with dirt, I think, about uh, 30 seconds before I was, I was going to read. These so. things just don't happen in the studio, do they? It's <laughs> very fun and exciting to be here. <laughs> Good. Thanks for being here. Richard Crabtree there with the latest news headlines. Uh, and we do also uh, have someone who's safe and away from the dirt, uh, Michael Efron at the Bureau of Meteorology is on the line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Peter. Uh, a little bit warm uh, down here in South Gippsland. It's too hot for my iPad to work, but is, is that the same across the state? Certainly is. At the moment, we've got temperatures into the high 20s across much of northern Victoria. However, nearer the coast, still uh, a little bit cooler. Uh, and I think as we head through the rest, rest of this afternoon, we'll see those sea breezes uh, developing as well, keeping uh, a lid on temperatures there. So uh, as we head into uh, the rest of uh, today, we're going to see tops of around 31 or 32 up in the north and northwest, uh, but further south through uh, places like Sale, getting to 27, Ballarat 27, uh, Warrnambool 22 degrees, uh, elsewhere Wangaratta 29 and Horsham looking at the top of 29 as well. And in terms of cloud cover and shower activity, we have seen uh, some showers already pop up 
through the far northeast, even some thunderstorm activity there as well. Pretty dry elsewhere and mostly sunny, but I think we will see that shower and storm activity extending to uh, much of eastern Victoria through the rest of this afternoon. And there is a risk uh, those storms could become severe. So keep an eye out on our website uh, for the latest warning information. In terms of other warnings, uh, we still have a minor to major flood warning for Murray uh, River, but uh, otherwise uh, pretty warm conditions as we head uh, into New Year's Eve. So on Saturday, we are going to see a humid day. Afternoon showers and storms again, uh, especially through eastern parts, but also extending to parts of central Victoria as well, staying dry through the, the west of the state. Pretty warm conditions with top temperatures of 36 at Mildura, 35 at Swan Hill, 34 at Echuca, 31 for Wangaratta, Ballarat up to 30, Sale 28, Bansdale 27. So a bit unsettled on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we should see the storm activity contracting to eastern parts and probably not as much as what we'll see on Saturday. Very warm to hot conditions with light northerly winds developing. So Mildura expecting 40 degrees, 39 at Swan Hill, 37 at Echuca, Hamilton 35, Ballarat 34, Sale 32, Bansdale up to 30. And then on Monday, we do see a low-pressure trough entering the west of the state. Uh, during the morning, reaching central parts in the afternoon, then slowly crossing the east uh, overnight Monday into Tuesday. Very hot uh, ahead of that, 41 at Mildura and Swan Hill. Elsewhere, uh, Echuca up to 39, Wangaratta 35. Ballarat 32, but Warnable only 23 with that change arriving earlier in the day. And we are going to see some shower and thunderstorm activity, uh, especially over eastern parts on Monday afternoon. And then into Tuesday, that trough crosses uh, the rest of eastern Victoria. So a lot cooler, should be mostly dry. Temperatures in the south in the high teens to low 20s, mid to high 20s through the north. And similar conditions then expected on Wednesday and Thursday, staying pretty dry, although cloudy in the south, mostly sunny in the north, but uh, temperatures still a little bit below average uh, for this time of year. But in the short term, some uh, pretty warm and unsettled days uh, coming up. Yeah, thanks, Michael. A, a bit of a strange situation with those hot conditions coming, but also some rain. Um, can we quickly just uh, run through what sort of rainfall totals we might expect to see across the state um, out of this, uh, this this week, I guess? Yeah, very much hit and miss uh, rainfall. So I think some areas uh, with that thunderstorm activity could see around 10 to 30 millimetres uh, in an afternoon, some of that falling very quickly. But, you know, five or ten kilometres away, there may be nothing. So not not a widespread uh, rainfall event, but certainly one where if you are under one of those storms, you could see some uh, pretty heavy totals. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Michael, for the update. No worries. Thanks, Peter. Cheers, Michael Efron there at the Bureau of Meteorology, bringing us up to speed with the latest on the weather front. Uh, 22 minutes to one on the Country Hour. Coming to you live uh, from the Dumbulk Country Camp Draft this afternoon. Peter Somerville here with you. Uh, great having your company. I hope that you're uh, enjoying the ride, so to speak, and uh, getting the, the hang of what camp drafting is all about. As someone who is very familiar with that and will probably tell me off for, um, or tell my iPad off for thinking it's too hot here in South Gippsland, uh, is 
Mark Ruff. Mark, good afternoon. Where have you come from for this? Not too far, just Diggers Rest, just the other side of Melbourne. Uh, but you have a Queensland connection, is that yeah, right? Yeah, we have a property in a place called Lockington, just up near Springshaw. So, yeah, we are, and a place in the Gambia as well. But, yeah, just follow the weather if we can. And the camp drafting circuit? Yes, well, that's probably what led us to Queensland, to be honest, is camp drafting. Why? Why camp drafting? What do you get out of it? What do you enjoy about it? Oh, since I was a little kid, I was always involved with horses. And uh, Kenny Bolton and Alison Bolton took me to a draft when I was only a little tacker. And um, I went on, I played polo cross and did show jumping. And the bit that I love about camp drafting is the ability to work with your horses and the love that people have for their horses at camp drafting. You know, all horse sports, we, we like them, but... Camp drafting is a, it's not a team sport, but at times it feels like a team sport because everyone helps. Everyone's very keen to give you, give you help when you need it. In what way? A bit of advice or? Advice where, from how to shoe your horse to how to fit your saddle to how to select your cattle. There's, there's always someone willing to help. And you've come um, to this point, I guess, to uh, camp drafting from polo cross, show jumping. How do you make each of those transitions through the sports? Is that, uh, is that seamless or is there yeah, a bit to learn there? It was easy for me because when I worked it, I was no good at the first one. I went to the next one and then I was no good at it. But I'm taking a bit longer to find out that I'm no good at this one. So, No, but we, I, I like all horse sports. We've got thoroughbreds and race horses and Shelley and I do a bit of cutting now as well. Um, but camp drafting is our main sport and we do love it. So, yeah, it's not an easy transition, but um, camp drafting is very unique. I was told you were pretty good at it. Have I been misinformed misled. or...? Yeah, been no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we just enjoy it. We, we enjoy the sport a lot. Someone told me I should ask you what you haven't won in camp drafting. Oh, pretty much everything. <laughs> ben, Hall, in the ben, ben Hall will be coming in a minute you ask him that question he'll give you the opposite answer or he might not answer you but no look we're not overly successful we, we enjoy our drafting and we pick up a few bits of silk here and there but um, yeah we're in it for the love of the game um, and now tell me, because I think that we, we lost some of the program earlier. I'm hoping we haven't lost uh, too much of the explanation, but I think um, you can give me a bit of a, a history, is that right, of where this sport came from? Oh, look, I, I might get a few details wrong, but I think camp drafting is one of the only... There's very few sports that were invented in Australia, and, you know, there's Australian rules football, uh, netball, and I know camp drafting is one of those. So very unique in that basis, but it started in the outback really where the ringers used to work the stock camps and then they would really just make a competition out of cutting cattle out and then trying to run around out in the middle of nowhere and it eventually evolved into camp drafting and now it's amazing that this sport is still amateur non-professional because there's people it's just a massively growing sport it would be the fastest growing horse sport in the country without a doubt so does that mean we might see more camp drafts in the future, more new events or, or just bigger events? Oh, I think there's a bit of both. Like you've got the likes of Willinga that Terry Snow puts on that have taken it to a whole new level, um, you know, televised, telecast. And not to underestimate a draft like this one here at Dumbo, what the guys have done here is just phenomenal.
you know, I think there's something like 1,700 runs here over the four days. Um, great prize money, great level of competition. Uh, huge effort by these guys to run such a fantastic draft. And for Victoria, it's fantastic because normally the bigger drafts are up north, New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, but this is certainly establishing itself as a, you know, a tier one draft here. Uh, now, I, I just want to backtrack a little bit to something that you said earlier. Uh, you said it's still an amateur sport, but there's, there's some big prize money involved. Is it hard to get into? No, I think that's the beauty for a lot of people. You can turn up in a two-horse float, you know, behind your ute, or you can come in one of these massive rigs that are out here. Uh, like I said, people are always willing to help, and I think that's that's one of the things that makes it such a fast-growing sport is because it's still accessible to a lot of people. There's different grades of events for encouragement riders to maiden right through to the opens where you're, you know, you're riding for 100,000 plus. So it's, uh, it's not restrictive in that way. All right, and uh, you're competing here, so uh, we wish you all the best with that. Hope you go well. No, thanks very much and appreciate your time. Cheers. Mark Ruff there, a, uh, a competitor and... Um, Quite, quite well established by the sounds of things in the camp drafting scene. Uh, 16 minutes to one on the country hour. Peter Somerville with you. We're here live at the Dumbok Country Camp Draft. And uh, our next guest is uh, a name that you've possibly heard before. Josh Gibson is a, a former Hawthorne and North Melbourne. Uh, here's me showing my lack of football knowledge. Player, uh, three-time premiership player. Uh, he's possibly more used to um, standing at full back than uh, around the cattle and the horses here. Good afternoon. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me, man. How did you get here? How do you get from football to a camp draft? Yeah, no, that's a, uh, a very good question. Um, I think just post-footy, wanted to get into riding and um, after buying a horse and then, you know, was just doing some trail rides and, and went down to uh, visit a guy who's into, who's into um, training. He said, have you ever seen camp drafting? And I said, no, no idea what that is. And he took me along to one. And, and to be honest, I thought, this is pretty cool. You all sit around, you have a beer, and you ride some horses. So I felt it was a good way to keep the competitive juices flowing now that footy was all over. And is that working for you? Uh, yeah, look, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, obviously I'm a very competitive person. And so you're starting at, at ground zero. Uh, so you've got a lot of catching up to do. But... Uh, I love it. It's good fun. Um, it's a great community sport. Um, you know, it, it really involves the whole family, and, and I think that's probably, you know, some of the really great aspects of the of the sport. So did you come to this from, uh, I guess, a, a rural background? Had you been around horses uh, before you decided that you wanted to buy one one day? Uh, look, I, I rode a little bit as a kid, pony club. Uh, I just lived in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, so I was out towards Yarra Valley Way where I was riding, but... Uh, there was no horses during the footy career, so, you know, really from once footy took off from about 14 to, to 30, uh, there were no horses. So, yeah, it's something that I've tried to adopt late in my life uh, as a new hobby. Do, are you trying to recruit other former <laughs> AFL players? Do you think we'll see more of them in the arena? No, look, they, uh, they're all used to sleeping under in five-star hotels, not under five stars at night, mate. So I think trying to get them to line a swag or, or sleep in the back of a horse float, um, you got no hope. Don't like your chances there. Don't like, don't like my chances at all. Where has it taken you? Where have you competed? No, look, it's, uh, it's been good fun. Um, you know, going to places like Wollinga Park, um, the probably from Terry Snow, and, and, you know, really seeing a facility that's been built there, um, going up to Warwick, and, you know, getting to see the history behind the, the, uh, the sport, and, and, you know, even down here in Gippsland, um, 
where you've got, you know, it really is a, a small league and, and the talent pool here is amazing. So, you know, you get to explore some good places around the country and, and meet some fantastic people. All right. And, and uh, now what are you competing in here? How are you going at this particular counter? Uh, yeah, look, I've had a few runs. Um, I got one through to the second round today of the uh, Open, which was good. I just got off one then. I'm glad you guys didn't have a camera because that one didn't go uh, as planned. But I've got one through and got one to go in the maiden. So it only takes one, doesn't it? That's it. Well, we wish you all the best. And uh, thanks for chatting with us on the Country Hour. No, thanks for having me. Cheers. Uh, Josh Gibson there is... Uh, a name that you would likely know, but in a turn of events, competing here at the Dumbulk Country Camp Draft. Now, someone else that uh, I guess we've gone from AFL, from, from one dream team to another. This next person who's here with me, I think she'd have to be in our Country Hour dream team. I think you'd know her voice before I introduce you. So I'll just let you say hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pete. <laughs> Caroline Ronalds is here with us. Um, you're no stranger to... Uh, the camp drafting circuit. How do you fit that in amongst um, your work with the NLRS? That's that's where we hear from you. Uh, you also work with Greenhams. Why do you do this? Why do you fit this in as well? Oh, Pete, I um, I think it's a tremendous thing for um, families, and and that's what it's all about for me is uh, spending weekends with my children, um, my horses that um, I'm so passionate about, and and obviously I work in the cattle industry as well, so they're a major passion in my life. So um, I'm here with my friends, my family, and, and the animals that um, I love. And you've been doing it for quite a while. How'd you get into it? I was in the equestrian world uh, for my youth and, and teenage years and early 20s. And one year at Melbourne Royal, I, I really had had enough of the intensity in the show ring and, and went up one night and, and watched the camp drafting. And, and I think the next weekend I headed into New South Wales and went to my first camp draft. And it rolled on from there. And I got the bug and um, haven't looked back. And I just, uh, I just love it. It sounds like a lot of people sort of arrive uh, in this sport from other equestrian um, competitions or events. Is that fair? Yeah, there is a bit of a common thread there. I think it's um, it's terrific to get um, a foundation, a horse riding foundation, whether it be from dressage or show jumping or equestrian or, or, or polo cross, whatever it is. It's a great foundation to, to then go into camp drafting or, or a, cow, a cow horse discipline. What do you learn about yourself or um, about the horses, about the cattle through doing this? Well, I think no matter what, it, it, it's a, it, it should be a fun sport. So um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves but um, and, and a lot of faith in our horse. Um, but when it comes down to it, if it's not your day, it's not your day. So there has to be... Um, there has to be a cow in the yard that's going to run a course and and sometimes there's not so tomorrow's another day and um it's all about fun and family and friends that's sorry yeah um we've just heard from a former afl footballer uh, some really um big names in this uh in this world in this industry as you referred to it before do you get um idols do you have a, a camp drafting hero is that a thing or do you, you not look at it that way well I, I i'd ask you no hard questions well i think uh, i'll keep my camp draft idol to myself um but 
Yes, there are certainly um, there are certainly a lot of camp drafters that I look up to and learn from and and in, and I'm always encouraged by, um, and that's the wonderful thing about the sport that there's always someone on the sideline. As I think um, Mark Ruff mentioned, it's um, it's really is a team sport, even though we're doing it on our own. It's, we've always got support. And a real community too. You've been here um, helping me find people to chat with today. Networking like a pro. I'm sure there's no one here you don't know. Is, is, is that uh, nice as well to come to an event like this and have that community spirit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I work in the, uh, obviously in the cattle industry and then it's lovely to see people outside of work pressure off, have a drink with people and a chat um, about the industry and, and about other walks of life. So. Right, well, Caroline, um, thanks for your help today. Thanks for chatting with us. And uh, we will uh, come back to the Dumbop Can Country Camp Draft in just a moment. Nominations are now open for Farmer of the Year with 10 categories spanning all ages and stages of life on the land. Let's recognise the hard work of our rural leaders, innovators and farming legends and celebrate those in our rural sector who go above and beyond. You can enter yourself or someone you know at farmeroftheyear.com.au Proudly supported by the Kendinan Group and ABC Rural. At eight minutes to one, we're back uh, once again with the Victorian Country Hour at the Dumbog Country Camp Draft. Uh, Peter Somerville with you. Great to have you along for this ride this afternoon. Uh, we're going to hear now from someone who is... Can I say, you're doing spectacularly in this sport at the moment. Uh, Bronwyn Upjohn, good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are you doing? I'm well, you're in the top five at the moment, is that right? Oh, well, in the Longhorn, yeah. We, we, we were lucky to have a good run and have a nice beast in the yard this morning. So it's, um, yeah, a bit of luck in the game. So top, sorry, tell me how that works. Top five here at this event or in general? In oh, no, just here at this event in the actual Longhorn that started this morning. It started at 6am. There was about 275 competitors, I think. So we've got another round tomorrow um, and probably what they do tomorrow will take all outside scores back and then there'll be a final Saturday afternoon. So, um, yeah, just you've got to be able to do it again. It's consistency this game, so, you know, enjoy it now, but you've got to do it again and then again. What's the secret to that? What is there a secret to a good uh, ride, a good run? Having a good cow in the yard. <laughs> uh, calm, steady. Yeah, try and, you know, yeah, it, there's plenty of luck involved, but if you have a good beast in the yard, it's going to make your job a whole lot easier. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just... Um, just luck. <laughs> luck and good management. And I imagine that the, the cattle, the beasts, would vary a lot between different events. Yeah, they actually do. So um, I was lucky it was a bit cooler earlier this morning, so they were probably running a little bit better. As it got a bit hotter, they sort of slowed up and got pretty sticky and very hard to get out of the yard. And then there was a cattle change, so they belonged to a different um, uh, a different vendor that sort of lent the cattle. So they were a little bit different, so they improved again. And, um, yeah, you get a lot of runs like that with the cattle. They're good for a while, and then and they get a little bit stale and then they freshen the yard and you, you know, the draw is in the luck, the luck is in the draw. And you would have no control over that, over which cattle you get and where you are in the draw, I imagine? No, no, you don't have any control over that. That is all luck. Um, and what you do, so every second beast you get fresh cattle. So if you're an 
odd number, you're going to get fresh cattle. So that's a slight advantage, not always, but yeah, it's a slight advantage. So if you get that, it's probably um, a little bit of little bit extra chance for you when you go into the yard. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if you can hear in the background. There's another load of cattle. I've lost count of how many have come in today, but um, is that another factor? If you get cattle that have just come in off the truck, uh, can that affect you? Oh, absolutely, it can. You like the cattle to come in and have a bit of a rest before that they're into the yards. You want them calm and settled. So absolutely. That makes a factor but they're probably loading at the minute taking a load out and dropping another load in so when it's hotter they don't have to stand quite as long to settle but um it absolutely makes a difference for sure good handling of the good management in the backyards with the cattle as well nice and calm and steady with them yeah i'm learning a lot about camp drafting here today it, is it the arena that you're out in what are the uh, the conditions like out there here at Dumbok. Oh, fantastic. It's a brilliant arena. The sand's fantastic. And um, no, no, it's a great arena to... to and we're lucky because we've been blessed with the weather today. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, great arena. Yep. Yeah. So what's, what next for you? You're in the top five at the moment. When do you find out uh, where, where you place? When's it all resolved? Um, tonight they'll tell us who's in the second round. So the second round will be again tomorrow. And I would say that probably would take all outside scores because it was pretty tough to score there for a long while this morning. So you'll have that run and then you've got to be successful in that to run again in the final. So the final will be Saturday night and um, very exciting to, to watch and hopefully be in. And, and, uh, just before I let you go, why do you choose to spend your New Year's Eve this way? I can't think of anything better to do, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just fun. All the people love and they're passionate about what they do and it, it's just a whole bunch of fun. Yeah, we love it. No fireworks here, though. That wouldn't end well. No, no fireworks. There'll be plenty, just not with, with firecrackers. <laughs> well, I, I don't think we need to delve into that anymore. <laughs> Bronwyn, uh, thanks for chatting. No, no worries at all. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, Bronwyn Upjohn there, a, a competitor who's uh, doing pretty well here at Dumbolk Camp Draft. We've, we've just got another guest that's... Uh, come in to chat with us on the country. I'm not sure how much they have to say. There's uh, Bronwyn's dog's just wandering under the table for a bit of shade, but uh, someone else who's wandered up to the table is Ben Hall. He's uh, one of the judges here. Good afternoon. How you doing? Pretty well. Uh, what does it take to be a judge at a camp draft? Oh, I, I just you want to have a go. Um, we want to... If you can draft a lot, you should give, put back to, give back to your sport so, you know, everyone gets their turn. And this is um, our off-season in the north, so... Yeah, it was good, worked out good. We come down and judge one down here, and like these fellas, we get them to come up and judge air drafts when they're, when they're not doing anything, you know? So you see it as a way of uh, giving back? Yep, definitely. Yep, yeah, everyone should have a go. We all whinge about someone else judging, so you should have a go yourself and realise how hard and difficult it is. So. Are you a good judge? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll wait and see if I get any feedback later. <laughs> what does it involve? How do you how do you score people? Oh, well, in the cutout yard, it's out of 26. Um, and it's just pretty much how a horse um, works and connects with the beast, I guess. And um, how, how the rider controls the horse and, and, and his beast. And then once you go outside, um, there's a course outside. Um, it's out of 70. The horse, horse work out of 70 and four for a course, so um, we just pretty much how we determine, how I determine, they put it around the course and, and that's how the score comes together. A bit to get your head around? Does it take much to learn? Oh, no. No, especially if you've done plenty of it yourself, you, you know what you like and you know what a big score feels like, so, yeah, you just like something, give it some score, so... You don't feel like you're missing out uh, by not competing here? Oh, no. No, like I say, it's... Um, 
plenty of times I've, I've rode, on, rode a lot of Candrafts under a lot of other people and, and um, so yeah, it's a good way to give back I think. Now tell me about how you got into this sport. It seems it's something that uh, really gets under your skin or it's in your blood. How did you come to it? Pretty much, yeah, I was just bred, bred into it, I think. Yeah, yeah once, you, once you start, it's a great family sport and friends and the camaraderie and everything. Yeah, you know, we have a bit of a party and have a good time and yeah, get to know a lot of people. So your parents were involved? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah still can drafting today, yeah. Are they here? No, 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 they're at um, Gundawindi. So, yeah, no, they didn't come, they didn't come down this far. So. I imagine it would be a pretty special thing to uh, to have this sport and um, this knowledge, these skills that you can share with your family. Is it, it, um, is it something that dominates uh, your family life? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, there's a lot of lot of great family. Look, the Hiscock and Bolton family down down in this country. Um, there's generations of it, so and that's why they are as good as they are. So, um, the same in a lot of different areas. There's families that have um, done it for a long time and sort of bred on, I guess. Well, Ben, uh, we'd better let you get back to it, and uh, we're just about out of time. But thanks for chatting with with no us. Worries. Well, good to be here. Enjoy. Uh, go well. Uh, that was Ben Hall, who's one of the judges here at the Dumbolk Camp Draft. And that rounds out this afternoon's Rural Report. The time really has flown. I hope you've enjoyed uh, learning a bit of uh, camp drafting with me. Peter Somerville here at Dumbolk in South Gippsland. A wonderful day, uh, but I am going to go and get something to drink. Do stick around. Uh, Annie Brown will be back with you on the Country Hour next week. And if you can't wait that long, of course, abc.net.au forward slash rural for the latest rural news. Until then, right now, though, it's one o'clock. Have a great afternoon.